Welcome to a special episode of the No Formula Podcast. This is a shorter episode where we're going to be discussing different sales strategies for B2B businesses who are dealing with COVID-19. Today we are here with Jason Bay, co-founder and chief revenue officer at Blissful Prospecting. Thank you so much for being here, Jason. Yeah, I'm excited. Looking forward to it. Awesome. So if you don't mind, I just want to jump right into it. Sure. Sales. COVID-19, how should we be treating our prospects right now? Yeah, I mean, the first thing that we need to think about is, and this should really be at the foundation of any sales approach and, and really marketing as well, is empathy. And you should really be thinking about not only how your prospect is feeling, but also what they're experiencing and what their priorities are and how they've shifted. So the very first thing I'd recommend doing is talking to your current customers. Uh, one, uh, hopefully you've already done that because this started at the time of recording last week and mm. it's a good cu customer retention strategy, right? To, uh, to help them. But what you really need to figure out is not, hey, we're adjusting from working from home. Like that's not really gonna help you be very empathetic to prospects. You really need to figure out, like for example, we work a lot with like VPs of sales at, at uh, software companies. A lot of what they're dealing with right now, if I just approached and said, hey, if you're like most of the VPs of sales we talk about, you're having trouble prospecting right now. And it's like, well, duh. I mean, like I'd I would always like to prospect better, right? Uh, but if I, when, when I've talked to them and our customers, really what they say is it's so much more than that. It's, hey, we're really trying to balance, you know, like leading with empathy and, and we're not really sure like what that means in our messaging. So we're really gun shy about sending emails and making cold calls and delivering the wrong message. You know, like that's, that's something very specific that they'll be like, oh, okay, Jason understands what I'm going through right now. So mm -hmm. That's the very first thing you need to do is really come from a place of empathy. Um, and then the second thing you need to do is really figure out how you can be helpful. So being helpful right now for your business might not mean selling your products and services to these businesses. They might not be in a position really to do that. So mm -hmm. once you have talked to your customers, you figured out what they're going through. And, and what I did right before this call actually is we had three of our clients on a Zoom call and we just helped them brainstorm together about things that they're doing right now. Mm -hmm. So that is an insight. I can capture that. I can put it into a PDF. I can put it into a webinar, a LinkedIn post, a blog post, whatever it is. And I can bring that to prospects. So I can say something like, you know, hey, Laura, you know, if you're anything like, the current people that we work with in this industry, um, this, this, and this is a challenge. Hope everything's going really well. By the way, I talked to a few of our customers today that are experiencing similar challenges and they had some really good insights to share on what they're doing moving forward about this. Is it cool if I send it over to you? That's what a cold email might sound like. Mm -hmm. um, that could be what a cold call sound like, sounds like too. So it's empathy, really understanding their situation and then coming through and thinking like from a results standpoint, like how can I actually help them and be helpful? So those are the very first two things that you need to do. And for, for the companies who are not offering essential products or services, I feel like they have like an extra layer of challenges. How, how are, should they approach sales during this time? Yeah. So when you say essential services, are you talking stuff that's like outside of like a grocery store yeah, and yeah, like exactly. A like, hospital and like yeah, that like kind of thing. Maybe people need Zoom, right? That's essential for them to continue working. Yeah. Outside of these essential services that now more and more people are, are using because they're working from home, how how is the rest of us, how are the rest of us gonna survive? 
Well, let's use a business as an example. Like what, uh, what mm -hmm. kind of business do you want to use as an example? Um, okay. Well, let's just use where I work right now. Okay. Cool. okay. So I work at a IT software provider. Uh -huh. So <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with IT software, but our specific software is um, we manage assets in companies. Okay. Digital assets. Yeah. No physical and digital. Okay. Okay. So software assets or hardware, like your computer, your laptop, mm -hmm. uh, mice, keyboards, things like that. So for us, technically we are not an essential service for people right mm -hmm. now, but on a normal basis, people come to us all the time and say, okay, we want to manage our assets because that'll help us save money. It'll help us forecast. It'll help us budget so on and so forth. So, okay. So save money forecast and budget. So what I would say is that I think your business is really essential right now. I get, I get that it's not essential for survival, mm -hmm. but rarely zoom is not essential for survival. They could use Skype. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you could use FaceTime. Um, so what I would think about is what are the value props and the ways in which you can help customers and mm -hmm. how can you present that um, at the forefront of your messaging? So if you help companies save money, forecast and budget, the way that I would talk about this is I would say, uh, so who's your ideal target? Like who's the person typically? What's their job title that you guys work with? It depends what, what industry we're, we're going with, but let's say in uh, like the education sector, it's usually like the superintendent or the IT manager at the top. Yeah. It, it varies from state to state, but that would be their, their position. Yeah. So that's uh, obviously going to be a kind of a tough one because most universities are out of school right now. Yeah. So, but, but I would do something like this, you know, Hey Laura, if you're like most of the superintendents I'm talking to right now, like mm -hmm. what I'm hearing is that since they have to transition all of their learning to online, mm -hmm. one of the big challenges they have with that is a lot of the professors have not done virtual teaching before mm -hmm. so the software is unfamiliar to them the type of software they are the hardware they need excuse me is unfamiliar and we've actually been working with quite a few clients in this area and they're doing a couple things really well to make this transition as seamless as possible so they can continue delivering education to their students would you be interested in seeing what some of those strategies are like that's the approach that i would take that's super so, cool so you like focus on saving money, forecasting and budgeting. That's also a way that you could tie it in. Mm -hmm. So there's a few things that are doing right now to like really forecast and budget into the future. Cause they're not really quite sure what their hardware and software requirements are going to be. Mm -hmm. That might be something that we could help you do is like really be able to forecast what that would look like if you're planning for next year already. Cause a lot of these schools from the, uh, cause I've talked to salespeople that sell into higher ed. Mm -hmm. A lot of what they're saying too, is that, they're having to get equipment and all of that stuff right now because it's going to be out of stock. Like they're talking about to them right now for next school year. Oh, wow. I didn't even consider that point of view because yeah, yeah they're, they're going to need it before things run out. Yeah. So what I would suggest is, is to talk to your customers. So this is the same thing that I coach. I'm coaching sales teams. I'm doing right now is mm -hmm. you got to really talk to them and like figure out how can I get some insights from my current customers and help them. Right. Mm -hmm. And guide them through this that becomes an insight that becomes something valuable I can share with other prospects. And you talked about saving money, forecasting and budgeting. That is so important right now. Like, shouldn't they be trying to save as much money as possible right now? Like, shouldn't they be trying to forecast to the best mm -hmm. of their ability, what the future is going to look like in a budget for that? 
you guys can still help with that. I don't think you're going to get like huge sales right away, but mm -hmm. at least you're starting a conversation with people. And when the timing is right, it's going to be much easier to resume that conversation. Oh my God, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Is it okay if we go through this exercise, but with like a, a service business, like, sure. like a marketing agency, just so that people listening that's can, even have, better. Yeah. can have like both perspectives? Cool. So let's say a marketing agency right now, a lot of companies are actually dropping their marketing because they think that's the first cost that should go. So as a marketing agency, how can you, how can you go to your customers firstly and say, Hey, you still need us. And then how do you go to prospects and say, this is how we can help you? Well, so the first thing I would think about is if you actually can help the customer and like what the best decision is for them, because if you do, if you're an ad agency that works with restaurants, it's not a good idea for you to help mm -hmm. them. Like it, that isn't actually valuable. So I think you need to shift your customer segments is the first thing I would do and yeah. look at who do I work with that's in a position to really kill it right now. So if you do Facebook ads for e-com, you're in a position where you can really help them blow up their business right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I would stay away from retail. I would stay away from uh, restaurant, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if there's a company that has a retail presence and sells online, again, there's a huge opportunity. So you need to shift your customer segments and avoid the ones that are like very impacted that have way bigger stuff going on right now that you can help them with. Uh, the second thing I would do is same sort of exercise. So how can I talk to my current customers? Let's pretend they're e-com and figure out like what's going on with them right now. What are their priorities? And if you talk mm -hmm. to them, I just did this exercise earlier t uh, yesterday too. Because uh, someone sells Facebook ads to mm -hmm. marketing or uh, Facebook ads to e-com. So one of the things the e-com is thinking about right now is my customer segments. So they're reevaluating their customer segments too. So who can I put our ads in front of right now that is most likely to buy our stuff? The other thing too, so readjusting your spend and where you're targeting. And mm -hmm. the other thing too is how can I take advantage of the fact that ads are like, 50% of the cost right now than they normally are because people are pulling out. Mm -hmm. So what I would want to know as a customer of a marketing agency is how are other businesses like mine adjusting their ad spend? Where are they choosing to go all in on and where are they pulling out ad spend? How are they reevaluating where they're putting ads and who they're putting it in front of? Mm -hmm. And just cause I feel like right now there are no, we haven't been in this for long enough to have a pattern. So how can we find out this information without really knowing what what's going on without seeing a pattern? You have to talk to your customers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's all I don't them. know the answer. Um, mm -hmm. All I can tell you is like the framework of what you need to do, because mm -hmm. if you're listening to this, you know, your customer segments better than I ever will. So I, so I'm not going to be able to give you a magic recipe of like what the email should say or what you should yeah. say on the call. Um, sure. But what I do know this even works when there's no coronavirus. If you mm -hmm. talk to your customers and learn about what their priorities are and the results that they're held accountable for achieving, and you just backtrack and look at what's holding them back from doing it right now, mm -hmm. the part that everyone has in common right now is the thing holding them back is pretty similar between mm -hmm. businesses, right? So you help them and you document how you're helping them. You help them brainstorm together as a group and then now I can share that with a prospect. So again, it's like, hey, Laura, looks like you're running an agency. We work with a lot of agencies and what we're hearing from them is this challenge, right? That, um, you know, they have customers or uh, I guess the agent, we're, 
we were talking about the agency reaching out to the e-com. So, hey, I work with a lot of e-com businesses and one of the big challenges they're sharing is they're wanting to know whether or not they should pull out their ad spend. Mm-hmm. And what we're advising our clients and what we're seeing success with them is like that pulling out their ad spend, but adjusting where they're spending money right now and who they're putting their ads in front of and how they can take advantage of the fact that ads are really cheap right now. And mm-hmm. should they be doing anything? But we have three clients we're working with are very similar and they're doing this right now. Are, is it cool if I send over some more information on what they're doing that I think would be really helpful for you? Like that's, that's the approach. If you're not doing that right now, which that has always kind of been the approach before doing this too that I've recommended. But if you're not doing that right now, people are not going to want to take a conversation with you. That's great advice. And actually throughout all this, have you, have you actually discovered new sales strategies because of the pandemic? Uh, the way in which we gather insights, mm-hmm. uh, just light bulb, major light bulbs going off for me and the, and the people that we work with. Like getting our three of our clients today on a call was really interesting because they just started talking about stuff that, you know, I don't run the type of businesses they run. So like, I didn't really think about the type of things that were important to them and, and how they could help each other, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's the challenge that we're in as salespeople and entrepreneurs is oftentimes what we're selling, we are not a customer of. So we don't understand what it feels like to buy Facebook ads because all we do is sell Facebook ads. And if you're a salesperson at that company, you've maybe never even run a business before and you're selling to business owners. Mm-hmm. So there's a lack of empathy, right? This is why so many companies, like older companies are so terrible at marketing to women, <laughs> right? Because they don't have <laughs> any women on their uh, executive team, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. So they're like making these decisions mm-hmm. and these guys think they know what women want and that's always gotten guys into trouble, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's the same thing. It's like you're selling to someone that you are not that person. Mm-hmm. So- yeah. Yeah, I would say definitely have discovered new things, but it's just coming from the same thing that I recommend anyways, having customer conversations. Yeah, that's awesome. And now I kind of want to shift gears into like, okay, that's how you prospect and you try to help uh, your, your current customers and bring value to them. But what about as this goes on, how do we have to change our follow-ups? Yeah, so like when we're prospecting, yeah, how do like, we follow up with people? Yeah, especially if this goes on. Yeah. Um, I mean, you definitely need to be a little, you need to be more conscious about how you follow up. So typically what I recommend if you're doing outbound, so if you're prospecting cold to people that don't know who you are, it would be 12 to 15 touches over 30 to 45 days. And that would be spread across email, phone, and like social. Mm -hmm. So over that period of time, you might email the person six times, call them four times, and then send two to three touches on LinkedIn. I still, I don't think that that's a bad touch pattern. So you could still do that, but you got to make sure that everything you're sending is valuable. So if that first email is going to be, Hey, here's the insight. The second email might just be any thoughts, question mark, like a really short follow-up. Mm-hmm. That third email, like for you, for example, with your business that you work at, you, the first email might just be focused on how you're helping people save money right now and how your clients, what they're doing to save money. The third email might focus on like how they're forecasting for the future. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, the third, the, uh, whether it be third, fourth, the fifth email, uh, might focus on like this budgeting piece, like clever things that they can do to budget more accurately right now. And then your phone calls are going to follow that same messaging. 
So first email talked about saving money. I'm going to call and if I get the voicemail, I'm going to talk about a strategy for saving money, et cetera. So I don't think the follow-up pattern really changes much, but the messaging, and again, it should have always been like this where you're sending only stuff that would be valuable to the prospect, but you kind of just have to do that. So the, the thing that I always come back to that what we uh, talk about is this concept of teach, don't take. So mm-hmm. you should be teaching, like part of your job in selling something to people is teaching them something new, an insight, sharing something with them, not taking from them as in taking their time. If you're just saying, can I get 30 minutes of your time next Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific uh, Standard to talk about this or to do a demo, um, that's not going to work right now. Like people aren't going to want to do that. There's nothing that they get in exchange for that outside of you qualifying them super hard, giving them a boring demo, and then asking them if they want to spend money with you. You know what I mean? They're like, there's nothing yeah. in them for that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's it's a great reminder and also great advice for those who have not been doing that. And yeah. before before wrapping anything up, do you want to add anything? Uh, no, I would say that the big thing people are thinking about is whether or not they should prospect and sell. Mm-hmm. And you you have a duty to do that. If you are a small business owner like myself, mm-hmm. uh, that is your duty. That's what you do. You know, if you're a salesperson, you have to sell. You have an obligation to do that. Mm-hmm. And people keep talking about empathizing with your customers and stuff, but I feel a hell of a lot of empathy right now for salespeople, mm-hmm. you know, like you have a job too. So don't feel dirty, you know, selling and prospecting. You still need to do it, but you need to do it in a way that's a little more value driven and prioritizes the prospect's needs over your own. Well, thank you so much, Jason. This was so much great information. So thank you for taking the time and, and also stay safe. Absolutely. Yeah, you as well.